0: Bloody Elbow presents Care, Don't Care, the show that determines the most and least interesting fights on upcoming UFC events and sometimes strays outside of MMA into general pop culture. Here are your hosts, Steffi Haynes, John S. Nash, and Eugene S. Robinson.
1: Welcome back to another episode of Care, Don't Care, the show that previews the week's upcoming UFC events by determining which fights are hot and which fights are not. I'm Steffi Haynes and I'm joined by Eugene S. Robinson, author of Fight Everything You Ever Wanted to Know About Ass Kicking But we're Afraid You Get Your Ass Kicked For Asking, host of the Show Stomper Podcast, host of the Bad Boss Brief, co-host of the If The Shoe Fits Podcast, owner and operator of the Eugene S. Robinson Substack, and all-around badass. I'm also joined by John Nash, Host of the Show Money podcast, host of the Co host of the If the Shoe Fits podcast, owner and operator of the Hey Not the Face podcast, and Bloody Elbows chief financial columnist. Now, today we are looking ahead to UFC Vegas 68. But first, let's uh, take a look back and see how we did on last night, um, last week's card, UFC 283. Now, I won the week because yeah. I picked one extra than you guys did. So, my percentage was a little higher because we all only got one wrong. Oh. That's
2: because kind of negates the, the rest of it yeah.
1: right there. Yeah. it's So, that's, that's the thing. So, because of that, I won the week. No, but no, no,
3: no, no. The one we got wrong, though, we were prisoners of conscience. So, screw that.
1: Wait a minute. What Prisoners of Conscience. Yeah, which one did we get wrong? Paul Craig. Y'all picked Paul Craig. I picked Johnny Walker. We all got Lover to wrong. So that that made us all even. But the one that set y'all apart from me. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. right. uh, Johnny Walker and Paul Craig. Y'all actually, Eugene, you specifically laughed at me and said that you were going to gloat this week.
3: I don't I don't remember that. But I, every week every week is a week for me to gloat. But you realize, of course, you know, I, I wish I had remembered that because I was hunting around for an explanation as to why midweek Johnny Walker was talking crazy. Like, Oh, oh I'm going to take the, I'm going to fight. Like, it, you know, you, you, you're still Johnny Walker. Don't forget that. And now, <laughs> now you've explained it to me because I've been you know, tuned out or tuned into other things. That makes a lot of sense why he's been talking crazy. Okay.
1: <laughs> so we are going to break this down. Let's start at the top and look at Glover Teixeira and Jamal Hill. Now, I watched this fight and I wanted it stopped after the third. I really did. I mean, it, it was not going, it was not going to be the result that we were hoping for. And this was not anything like the Yuri fight where that he was actually tuning Yuri up. Uh, from the start, it looked like Jamal Hill had his number. Gentlemen, who wants to start here and, and give me their take on it?
2: mine's quick it was an ass kicking
1: yeah definitely
3: well I, I i have to say i I did something unusual with this fight mm-hmm. and uh what i did uh i i protested um a certain series of circumstances which i explained on the show stomper uh drove me to distraction each and every time i sat down to watch the fight i couldn't bring myself to do it and so i said you know what I'm going to pivot. I'm going to do something else. I'm going to do something different here. I'm not going to watch the fight. I'm going to read all the reportage about the fight after the fight and watch whatever clips are there, but I will not pay the money. I will not watch it. And I, I, you know, we lost Mr. Is this week. You know, the reasons for my disgust are many. I'm not going to reiterate them here. But I found that I, I, I didn't lose anything by watching the clips from the articles that embedded the clips, which, of course, were sanctioned by the UFC, and uh, I, I didn't have to be posted up for six hours in my kid's life watching a sport run by uh, a guy who's a degenerate. So, um, you know, I just wanted to preface my comment w- with that understanding. So, people, I'm not trying to snooker you at all. That's the straight scoop. And 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 that be it as it may, from what I've seen, I think it was understandably necessary for Teixeira to go out the way he went out. But in its wake, you know, you've got Hackleman leaving, you know, Mm -hmm. he said, I was the third man in the corner. I think that I think that it should be blatantly obvious that um, and, you know, of course, he's retired that this not the way he wanted to go out, but he did want to go out. And some of the things that we've learned in in his since then, it's like he's made a really good and healthy choice for himself. And uh, and and Jamal Hill really, in my mind, won nothing. Staying inside the UFC is not a win at this point, but that's just me being negative.
1: My problem with them not stopping the fight um was that the cuts over his eyebrows and he had one over each, but yep. the one over the right eyebrow, it kept being targeted so that it kept splitting lower and lower. Yeah. Now yep. when you the what protects your eyelid from splitting is that it's attached to your eyebrows. So that eye that that eyebrow is is a bit of protection to keep your eyelid from splitting open and to keep you right. from getting hit directly on your eyeball. Them allowing that to go forward when it was so clearly, it was just opening up more and more with each round. I had a serious problem with that because the former nurse in me just kept seeing that eyelid getting split open with just the right crunch. Okay. Punch. So All right, that now, was my I, problem I, I, with them not stopping it was because of the eyes.
3: Well, what do you think about this from a straight dispatch from the conspiracy that, that this was allowed to go on to create cover for this terrible uh, PSL. Like, so that the, the the running narrative coming out of it is like, well, that's not really that bad. It's just two guys slapping each other. You know, no. it's not like your eyeball exposed, you know,
1: no, I, I don't think that at all. I just think it was terrible cornering. I mean, Hackelman quit over this. Yeah, he yeah, quit yeah. over it. He said that they were not listening to him. That he wanted it stopped after the third when that cut was opened. I mean, mm-hmm. that was a horrific cut that one on the right especially horrific i mean have you seen the photos of him after with the complete bandage all the way around his head over his eyes because he's got two goddamn cuts like that and they let it go and they compromised him and they put him in a position where he could have ended up with his eye being exposed and being hit with those with those little gloves that have little edges that catch everything Yep. shit that really upset me so yep. i i am 100 with john hackleman and he and i had a falling out a long time ago over political views um yep. yeah i mean he ended up he was on twitter for a while he ended up leaving twitter not because of some falling out we had but we actually had a, a big argument on twitter and ended up unfollowing each other over it and everything but bearing that in mind i 100 agree with Hackelman here he was yeah. right he's always been a very good advocate for the fighters so i you know i applaud his decision to leave because that was that was his line in the sand that you don't cross and he was like that's it i'm i'm done yep
3: yeah, yep yeah, yep
2: yeah. well uh, you know i i'm a little different as i can, i am Unlike the Murphy fight, I'm a little forgiving of the corner, but I thought it was unforgivable with the ref in the fourth because Mm -hmm. he was basically just getting teed off. uh, uh, He was basically out of it standing, Mm -hmm. getting teed off on. Ref should have stopped it. And I was shocked that the corner, when the doctors looked at it between rounds, I'm like, okay, they're going to stop this fight. There's no way it's going forward. (laughs) I'm a little bit more forgiving for the corners in this particular one because it's his last fight. It's a championship fight. And... Unlike Murphy, who did nothing ever, ever, ever to threaten uh, to threaten Andrade, uh, he he was getting his ass kicked. and It was so one sided. But at the same time, every once in a while he would catch Hill. Every once in a while, and then he got the takedown on the fifth. So there always was more of an avenue of a miraculous comeback for him. Mm-hmm. So I could see the corner thinking that. But really, this is why you have doctors and reps because mm-hmm. if the corner fails their job. They're supposed to step in. and at that point, the amount of damage he was taken should have been like hey, listen, we got to stop this fight. but I, I mean, overall, I, I generally side with uh, Hackerman that, yeah, you know even as a corner, this fight is as much as we want him to give him a chance in his last fight in the championship, but he is taking it, the the chances of his winning are so low it's not worth the damage he's gonna suffer. yeah
1: yeah for Lauren, I didn't I'd never advocated <laughs> for that fight to be stopped because one, everybody was focused on Lauren's face, but Lauren has a heavy brow Ridge already look at her pictures she wasn't as disfigured as everybody was making it out Yes, she was pretty bloody um she was quite red, etc she did have some cuts and she did have some swelling, but it wasn't the insane amount of swelling that everybody thought and I don't know. I just didn't. I
2: was. I'm. I'm the opposite. I. I thought that should have stopped because Not she. Me. She. She showed nothing to demonstrate sure, that she could even threaten a drudge.
1: Yeah. She showed nothing, but I don't know that she took as much damage as Glover did, and I don't think that she was in as much danger of something really serious happening as Glover was with those goddamn cuts over his eyes running right down into the eyelids. I'm sorry, I. I Glover's definitely should have been stopped Lauren's maybe it should have I don't know I didn't see it that way personally but uh, because of the, the the damage wasn't as in, intense as what was on Glover I, I just I, I I don't know and I don't I don't disparage anyone that thinks that Lauren Murphy's fight should have been stopped I just personally didn't think so <laughs>
3: I don't know. I mean, I, you know, I've been immersed in, you know, I've all my kids fight, and so I've been immersed in, in, you know, women fighting for a long time. I, I, I didn't feel, I did not feel, I, I, I often find myself at odds. Like, I don't know what what what's everybody complaining about. I <laughs> not <laughs> you know, you do realize where you are, right? It's like a fight. I, I, I felt okay.
2: I don't know. Exactly. That was Diego Sanchez all over again
3: versus
2: Ah, Diego.
1: you're no, soft. No, no, I don't think that was Diego no, he, Sanchez. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, yeah, I yes. realized that she, she didn't gets- have anything for Jessica, but I never saw moments where that she was just out on her feet.
2: I that's mean, not the would... problem for me the problem is she has no way to win this fight none right. whatsoever and she's repeatedly getting hit even if you're not getting knocked out mm-hmm. repeated hits the head are not good this for your brain true.
1: this is true and that's why i say i, I don't disparage anybody that thinks that fight should have been stopped personally i looked at it and i, I didn't think it was as egregious as the Glover fight, um, there were moments where I was like, "God damn, maybe they should throw the towel." I do think that her corner did her didn't do her any favors, but I can see why the ref didn't stop it.
2: Oh, see, that's yeah, I agree with you. That's that's my difference here. Yeah. Where I understand why the corner was hesitant with Glover because it's his last fight. Right. To, I, the ref, there was no reason for the ref really to stop the Andrade fight versus uh. uh, uh
1: that's my uh, point. But there had- there's
2: no reason there, but the corner, yes. it's like she has nothing. That's your job. You're like, listen, you that- are not going to win this fight, exactly. and we're just letting you take damage. We're getting you out of here.
1: Yes, and so that distinction right there, yes. And I also have a problem with the fact that her own husband is in her corner and watched her basically get routed. I mean, I had every <laughs> single round 10-8. That was a complete and utter shutout and to yeah have a but
3: husband, you you're you're married you know that guy's uh, my, my, my my theory is that
2: guy took out a double indemnity policy
3: on her <laughs> you <laughs> know Either that or he knows like i can't what, walk around the house after it well when you let me quit or when you quit out you know i mean that's a delicate situation
1: i don't know for me but i am married to someone that is the the kindest most gentle person on this planet so yeah. I, I am looking through that lens. I don't have this kind of experience, so I don't know what their dynamic is. I just found it really hard to... To look at that to know that Joe was in her corner and watched his wife take that kind of an ass whooping and didn't think hey I need to throw in the towel because I want her to remember my name 10 years from now he watched that kind of beating and that many hits to because Jessica exclusively targeted her head there were very (laughs) few body shots thrown so he's looking at all that damage and you know CTE isn't going to be Exclusive to men, they are Mm thinking that women their their brains eat up a lot more oxygen, so they take Mm -hmm. a lot more damage.
3: Yeah, well, that's that's fine. If 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 the husband look, I don't know how many, I don't remember how many people she had the corner, but this is the point where maybe the husband goes to the go go you the towel, but he can't be the one to do that. I in terms of relationship dynamics, I'd never want to be in that position.
1: But 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 somebody should have. Any, yeah, I yeah, mean, there is yeah, yeah. more if, if than you, Joe did, in the pro- corner.
3: He probably shouldn't be
2: cornering her. If that's the if that's going to be. Yeah, you. someone there that has mm-hmm. the the willingness to step in and yep. do something you don't want.
1: That yep, is yep. me right right there. That is exactly my train of thought. Is he shouldn't have been in there because then he's not in a position where he has to either throw in the towel or you know bite down on his nails and you know hope that she can pull something out if he lets her stay in there taking an ass whipping mm. like that i wouldn't want to be in that position i would mm. absolutely uh to for lack of a better term recuse myself from the corner
2: well, I just, if people get a chance, I mean, I don't know if people saw the Better Be of Yard fight yesterday. Oh, wow,
1: my God, right?
2: I mean, which is crazy, but if you want to see a corner stoppage, that That's fight was excellent. way more competitive than any fight mm-hmm. yesterday that was stopped. Uh, it, I think Yard actually might have been up on the cards. Yard and, you know, was at times he, he was so threatening.
1: Good. Yeah, he was. Yeah, it was excellent.
2: much better. He did so much better than I thought he would. But the corner, as soon as he got rocked, it looked like he was in serious trouble. That, that there was not like we're going to give him another chance. We're stopping. It. Well, we do not. You know, the, first... we, the, the, the the potential for serious damage here is too much.
1: Well, they the first knockdown happened, and then he got it. They they did let him get up and and tr- go out after the first knockdown. But the the second when he got staggered
2: they were like nope Pfft, towel yeah the eighth round one yeah so but yeah yeah the first well yeah, but the first was you know he still wasn't com- he wasn't as badly beat, but then when he at that point you knew that he probably get teed up maybe he'd survive the round maybe he'd come back but the amount of damage he would take in that time they thought was too big a risk
3: exactly i'd like to i'd like to have corner people for real life like just somebody, you know, just throwing the towel for me when I just, it, whenever,
2: it, it, you know. When you're at the bar and you're like, you're trying to pick up a girl and you're just, yeah. and <laughs> <Toronto>. <laughs> no, no, you're terrible. <laughs> exactly. That would
3: be so Negotiating great, a know? car. You're trying, you're trying to get a cheaper price. No, no. You're, yeah, he's, he's out. A- he's out, you know. So. <laughs>
1: so we got, we got a little out of order here. June is going to be so mad at us, but we got a little out of order there because John had to come pair the Murphy fight so we have to go back to the co-main event now because June likes us to go from the top down when we do our
3: I like I like a little chaos but go ahead.
1: Alright so Brandon Moreno defeating Davidson Figueredo. I enjoyed this fight. I thought it was mm-hmm. good. I didn't have a problem with the uh, stoppage anything like that Um.
3: Well I enjoy it but see the, the, this is the weird thing now I, and I have fallen down this internet hole because I enjoy it for political reasons, right? Because uh, Davy Figgs has revealed himself to be a, a lunatic, and uh, yeah. I just I, 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 I somehow had to put a stop to his access to this microphone, where he could say that he thinks armed insurrection is the way for a, a, a democratic country to go. So, yeah.
1: John, what'd you think?
2: Oh well, I didn't. I didn't go that deep meta as uh, Eugene did there, but uh, I thought it was enjoyable the first couple of rounds. By by the third, it was pretty clear who's going to win. Yep, yeah, and stuff. So uh, it wasn't nearly as exciting as the previous. What, is this their, was this? There was this there. Third or fourth fight. Fourth, fourth, fourth. fourth yes. God, I, I just couldn't believe they fought four times. But yeah, the previous three were pretty good. This was probably the worst of the batch because just because the what happened with the it's uh, not an eye poke, it was a knuckle, so it was illegal. But uh, it was enter- it was entertaining for the first couple rounds. But then when it became clear, it's like I, I started spacing out. And regarding you know um, figure eight was, uh support for Bolsonaro, I mean, I'm at the point you know fighters don't. They just have weird views, awful views often. That I don't share. I mean, there's and there's shit. There's a lot of people I know that have, like are pro Stalin. So it's the exact opposite out here. Like they have terrible views on the opposite side, and I just ignore. As long as you know, uh, it's, I I try to limit. You know, it's it's hard, dude, because sometimes they won't shut up about it. But I try to limit it just to what they do in the cage, because for all I know, Moreno is a, a full blown supporter of you know a uh, Mao.
0: So, <laughs> so it's like
2: uh, your choices that are like you know it's like it's not any better. So
3: I do uh, I do I do like how the uh, how the Brazilian fans kept it classy
2: though. Oh, they're, oh, they're they're terrible. They're terrible <laughs>
3: fans.
1: I I do I do like that Marino decided you know what fuck this and he gave them the double bird anyway.
2: Yes.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: no, so I do so. like too that they come out. They're all passionate. They're nuts. The Brazilian fans. They show up just to watch all their major heroes lose.
1: <laughs> well, here's my problem with uh Figueredo. He leaves his gloves in there and says he's going to move up to bantamweight. Why? That is the deepest division everybody is going to dwarf him. He is he's pretty good at flyweight right now even though he can't seem to get by Marino every time they fight. Now it's 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 being broken up 50-50. But The thing is, is if he's struggling to get these wins here, how is it going to look at Bantamweight when everyone is going to be, I mean, let's, let's, let's take a look here real quick. Bantamweight has Aljamain Sterling sitting at the top. You can't bring former champion Davison Figueredo over into Bantamweight and have him fight the the last guy in the rankings. You got to put him up there with those top five guys. Which one of those top five guys is he going to beat? Mm. None of them.
2: Mm. I mean, I think he's gonna run the problem. Demetrius Johnson was pretty good at 135, but he couldn't beat the top guys.
1: Right.
2: He, he kept losing to the, the very the top. He struggled in the top ten and mm. Figueroa. I mean, but I don't know. Maybe he's struggling to do the weight cut. Maybe it's really taking a toll on him cutting weight. So if I, that's I'm the sure. case, I mean, I don't know what to do.
1: I'm sure that's the case. However, he's not getting any younger. You know, he's 35. He's going to be 36 in December. You know, he just turned 35. But the point is, is by the time he gets his, his his first fight set, has his camp and everything, we're looking at the midway point between 35 and 36 probably. He's got a limited window and he's also small. He's five foot five. Most I'll of his it. phantom weights are much bigger than him. I mean, well, the only say, bantamweight that's going to be comparable in size to him is Henry Cejudo. And Henry okay, Cejudo is going to fight Aljo first.
2: Okay, let's say he's got these plans on fighting only three or four more times in his career. I could see the, the thinking is, listen, I lost to Moreno. I'm not going to get another title shot. I'm not going to get a bigger purse from the UFC at flyweight. If I move up, there's a chance I get a big fight against Jan or someone. They put me on a main event. I get a little more there. And I can get in. If I win, I get into a title shot. So there's, a, there's I could see him taking the gamble that mm-hmm. the only way I'm going to get the bigger purses now that I've lost, I, I'll no longer get a shot at the flyweight title, is by going up in my last few fights. And that could be. That I could see the reasoning.
1: But, you know, Figueredo being who he is, I don't think that's the train of thought
2: so well most most fighters don't really think exactly
1: that
2: way, so. <laughs> well most spiders are not that strategic with their thinking about how they're gonna make their money there
1: <laughs> so here's a fight that we all got right of course and blessedly neil magny and his <clears> absolute <throat> gicta curse did not kick in because Gilbert Burns oh yes it did why <laughs> Uh, because
3: because he tricked me into voting anyway, too, uh, I I wasn't you know so in a way backhanded way he he got me he magnified me again so.
1: But you picked Burns.
3: Yes, but I said I would never pick another magnified again.
1: Oh, but. okay, I see what you're saying. Well, it was you had to go with Burns though. You had to kind of pick this fight. I mean, all those curls, come on! <laughs> I love Gilbert's mm-hmm. new hair. All well, right. and
3: I, I like I liked what he said his wife told him. It's like, don't get out there and come up home all beat up. Finish it.
1: So. <laughs> um, we already spoke about Jessica Andrade and Lauren Murphy. Let's get to Johnny Walker defeating Paul Craig. And it was quick. Two minutes. That's all it took. And you just it, it was
3: is it, it was very much in line with your your take on it prior to, right?
1: I, I basically said this is gonna come down yep. to if Johnny Walker gets in there and is timid like he was. Since you know, remember, he trains at SBG and they took him when he started getting is started taking the knockout losses and they made him timid. And I'm glad he broke the timidness of his last few fights because I was getting tired of watching boring Johnny Walker eke out a decision. Mm. This is the Johnny Walker that we all fell in love with. This is the Johnny Walker that Eugene was just, he loved him, loved every bit of him. He's finally back, I think, because now, you know, we got another big knockout i can't help myself it's really hard not to look at johnny walker and just enjoy the spectacle that he is
3: Mm -hmm. he even did a
1: worm after his fight
3: (laughs) yeah yes but he he but he's not back
1: (laughs) no i don't mean uh, let let
3: him have his moment yeah
1: i mean for for johnny it's never back it's just for him i feel like it's the luck of the draw who gets yeah. the who lands the biggest shot?
3: Yes, first. yes, yes. That's yes, what yes. it
1: all comes down to. He's not very technical, but uh, you know, he's he's definitely a spectacle. John Nash, what did you think? Well,
2: I mean, I don't think much of Johnny Walker in the lightweight, but the light light heavyweight division is pretty weak to begin with. But he's moved back in the care because he is that there is an entertainment value. He's either going to kill or be killed in a very yes. quick and entertaining fashion. Yeah. So. He's bad because he was on such kind of a long, mostly losing streak. I moved him to the don't care because it's like you're just not relevant. But now he's back on as kind of a an entertaining freak show. So, but I didn't watch this fight because I was so sad of the previous fight that oh I stopped God. watching oh for a while. God, I was right? sitting and contemplating about what the hell's the point of bringing guys out that old to get beat up. So I missed this fight.
1: Yeah. Um. Shogun. Ihor Potier. Uh, There was some confusion about Potiera's dance. He explained it in the post-fight presser. Potiera is a duelist, a real-life duelist. He does dueling pistols. Anyways, when he wins, he does that little dance, but he normally points his finger guns and pulls the trigger after he's defeated someone. He wanted to show Shogun some respect, so he never pointed the gun at Shogun. He pointed it in the sky as a show of respect. He tried to explain that, but he <laughs> but, didn't get the chance when he, when they asked him in the cage. So he had to explain it and show everybody and direct everybody to some YouTube channel and this and that. But the yeah, point yeah. is he was but, trying to be respectful and it was lost in translation.
2: It's not a like, It's hard you, your post-fight show that you do only works if people know who the hell you are and exactly. know that you have a post-fight gimmick. Yep. And then that, you yep. can't yep. you can't pull out the post-fight gimmick and be surprised. I don't show up, understand I'm doing a thing of respect. We, no one knows who exactly. he is.
1: Exactly, exactly. But I feel kind of bad for him because he used his platform. You know, we always bitch about people not using their platform. He did what he thought was best, you know, and it was, again, lost in translation. I felt sorry for him, actually, because... The, the absolute terrible response to his little dance oh my goodness he was shredded <laughs> online just shredded everybody was so pissed off but I mean he should have never beaten Shogun that was the problem to begin with you should have just laid down and let Shogun beat you
2: <laughs> well no I mean Shogun should never have been fighting at this point
1: but since they put him in there the guy the least he could have done was take his beating and go home
2: no, yeah. <laughs> uh, Shogun, wouldn't, Shogun wouldn't have liked that. His old pride mentality, he wanted Man. to. Look,
1: we would have liked it. Who cares what Shogun uh, thinks? It's all about us.
2: Yeah, no, I, I, I mean personally, I didn't even watch. I, I wouldn't have liked it either way because I didn't like Shogun even being out there still at this point in his yeah. career. This is not. This, I don't even think this is Shogun. I think it's Invasion of the Body Snatchers. He was snatched at some point in the past in 2011 or something and swapped with something else that isn't Shogun Hua anymore. Yeah, the Shogun Hua I remember is the guy that was just, you know, kneeing the hell out of Rampage and, mm. and soccer kicking people's heads off.
1: Also, let's not forget that going back all the way to 2011, remember how many fights were postponed of his because of his goddamn knees? He has had long-standing knee injury forever since his pride days he's had knee issues (laughs) so old broke down shogun has been broke down since he was a young man and that's always bothered me too because i feel like we were robbed of shogun's prime years because he always had knee problems yeah i I want i
2: Oh, sorry. He throw in that year off, or I think mm-hmm. it was—well, uh, maybe not a year, half, whatever—after the Coleman injury, and he it took him a while to recover from yeah. that, the broken arm.
1: Yep. I mean, he's I wonder. Been... I
3: wonder. I wonder what he does now. I wonder where he go. You know, where, where does the road turn for him at this point?
1: I would imagine he's probably been. I, I never see anything about Shogun being really wild and extravagant. You don't see people lining up to do video tours of his house the way that they mm-hmm. do Anderson or anything like that. I just think that um, he's probably just going to be, you know, having his little gym and doing what yeah, yeah. they all do, you know.
3: Yeah, 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 yeah,
1: yeah. Okay, so let's move on here. Bruno Ferreira absolutely smoking Gregory Rodriguez. I was not expecting that. That was the fight that I got wrong, but because I picked more than you guys, my percentage was better. So anyways, uh, welcome to the division. And you know what? Middleweight needs... Talents like Gregory Rodriguez and Bruno Ferreira. Bruno Ferreira was like a head head shorter than Gregory Rodriguez. It looked to me like he had to jump to throw that shot. My God. It it felled him like a tree. Did you guys see?
2: I did uh, not. I, I didn't see the fight. I saw the Twitter replay of the, 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 the finale, but that's it.
1: And, you know, he was not going to win that fight until that shot landed.
2: If I remember right, it was just a. It, was it just a jab that basically put him out?
1: I believe it was just, it was just massive. A, like
2: a, just, on, just I guess. Hang on, I have
1: to. Hang on, let me just take a.
2: Maybe or maybe it was a counter hook. I can't remember, but a left hook. I can't remember. I just remember it was just. It a, was just,
1: like just, it was a really short shot.
2: Yeah, it was, mm-hmm. a, it was a left field fight But I can't remember, I just, that's all I saw. I saw I didn't see the, the full fight
1: Alright, then we had a rear naked choke Come in in the second round Almost at the end of the second round From Tiago Moises That guy is so good
0: um, mm-hmm.
1: He beat uh, Melkizel Costa and then we had a mounted guillotine choke from Gabriel Bonfim over Monir Laze. The Bonfim mm-hmm. brothers have my full attention. That put, yep. that put Gabriel Bonfim that took his record to fourteen and oh. That, mm-hmm. that gave mm-hmm. uh, Monir Laze that he fell to eleven and three. Because he was eleven and two going into this, Mm -hmm. that was great. Jailton Almeida or or, or Jailton, Um, wow! This guy once again proves that he is the man. Just golly, he beat the brakes off Shamil Abduraimov. That was (laughs) yeah.
3: Yeah. He beat him out of the out of the promotion. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But but but
1: what's beautiful is Jailton fights at both two hundred five and up. But he mm-hmm. says he wants to stay at heavyweight, and that depresses me because I would love for him to go down to 205 and challenge for that belt while it's sitting around that waist. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, well, I guess maybe it's a faster road at heavyweight because there is kind of a lineup of guys, uh, considering they just did this mini tournament, and he'll somehow ended up with the title. and You got you got J- Jari Jiri coming back, and yeah. you got Ankalov, and... Uh, and uh John, all of them getting a shot. So uh, maybe he thinks that with the on, it's like one win away from one or two wins away in a heavyweight shot.
1: I don't know. I think Ghan is a much, much harder prospect for him. But, uh, you know, Yuri's going to come back. And if Yuri fights like he does, Jamal Hill will beat Yuri. Because Jamal Hill is extremely athletic. He learns quick. And and to use Eugene's words, he is one of the most educable fighters I've ever seen. I don't give a shit about what his, uh, his, his personal aesthetic is like because I cannot stand the man. I can't cannot stand anything about him uh outside of the uh, of the cage but in the cage the man is athletic he's got power he's got speed he's deceptive looking too because he just kind of looks average um, you know, he's yep. got the little gut and everything. But let me tell you, the yep. man is yep. durable, yep. everything. And Yuri Prohaska, if he fights like he fought um, Volkan Uzdemir, if he fights like he fought Glover Teixeira, he's going to get beat.
2: Well, I, I don't. Yep. If, 100%, 100%. If, if Hill fights Ankaliev, I don't see Hill get past I,
1: So Maybe, maybe. I don't know. I, you know, listen, Hill is like that new breed. He makes those and, and he's so good at making adjustments right in the moment. That's 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 the key right there, in my opinion. He makes I, very good on the fly adjustments.
3: Out of his support for wife beater uh uh Dana White, why, why do you dislike him?
1: Uh oh, that's the only reason.
3: Yep, yeah, okay. Good.
1: Yeah, that is the only reason is because of that. I mean and it's well, I can I can throw in
2: another reason for I can I have another reason for you. Why? Uh my my understanding is he an Andrew Tate fan supporter, so.
1: Oh, oh God! Got, well,
2: that that lines
0: up. That uh,
1: that definitely lines up, and and the third thing is I hate the goddamn hamburger helper hands. That tattoo just that? drives me to destroy. Uh, yeah.
3: <laughs> oh. I don't think I've seen this. Okay,
1: the the two hands on his chest—they look like they were drawn by a five-year-old. They literally <laughs> look like the hamburger helper hand from
2: the commercials. Well, my my big thing about Hill is my only thing is that when people talk, keep saying he's the undisputed. No, that's, no this this championship is very disputed. Yeah. It's a very disputed championship right yes, now.
1: Yes, it is for sure. All right, so anyways, let's move on from Gabriel Bonfim, uh, J- uh, and Almeida. Cody Stamen beating Luan Lacerda. I disagreed with this. I thought it was, um, a, you know, a good, solid fight, but I thought Luan Lacerda should have got that decision. The fact that it was unanimous did not sit right with me. Yeah. Um. Let's see here. Ismael Bonfim taking out Terrence McKinney. <laughs> Hello. Oh, yeah, that was um, nice. That's what I said. Those those Bong theme brothers, I think I was a little more <laughs> impressed with Israel because he beat Terrence McKinney's ass. Both
3: of them. <laughs> there was
1: not a moment yeah. in there when he wasn't he wasn't the dominant person.
3: Yeah, and again, I liked McKinney until he started flapping his jaw. And then, uh, hey, then I was like, oh
1: gee, you, you know what else I saw? Oh my god. He, he, him and jake jake shields were hanging out and were rolling and then he put out like this the uh, it was like a a whole pr thing for jake with the video and y'all just don't know jake he's awesome and he's great and this and and i am just like wow really (sighs) so there <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, anyways, outside of that, the, the Bone Theme brothers are worth the watch. Instant cares for me, both of them. I'm really impressed with them. All right, now we get to Nicholas Dolby. I was, uh, you know, we didn't care about this fight, but that was a pretty good fight, actually. Very, they fought tooth and nail, him and Warley Alves. I i was impressed with the fight, I liked it. Mm-hmm. Um. Mm-hmm. Josiane Nunes beating the absolute, breaks off Zara Farron. Zara Farron, it's not that another promotion beckons. Other sports beckon you. I, I don't yeah. think Zara Farron's built for uh, MMA. Yeah. And then the first fight, Absolutely incredible. Um, Daniel Marcos with those knees to the body on Simon Oliveira. That was a good way to open the card. This card only had a few impactful fights on it, but it had some really uh, entertaining moments, especially on the undercard. So there we have it. There's our breakdown. Now we spent so much time on that breakdown because listen, this week, this weekend's card is awful. Awful. I only have two cares on the whole freaking thing. But anyways, let's get started with Eugene giving us what we need.
3: Crybabies, bedwetters, greedy bread gobblers, work-shy individuals, malingerers, fault finders. This has less to do with your skills and talents as a fighter, much more to do with the marketing have to wait put behind you by the overlords that are now no longer failed folk IPO folks at Endeavor and or the Baldwin and the oofsee If you don't like being on the don't care side of the equation, the solution is simple. Fight an exciting fight. Until then, don't come crying to us, bedwetters.
1: All right. So, as always, we're working from the topology quick sheet. From the bottom up, bout order is subject to change. Opening the card is my first care. Tatsuro Taira versus Jesus Aguilar. This is a Flyweight. Listen, how they have Tatsuro Taira. Opening the card is beyond me. Beyond me. I don't understand this at all. But he was an in instant care for me from his last fight. He comes in with so much hype. Oh my goodness! Why? 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 He is undefeated all the way. Like his amateur record, he went eight and zero. He is currently twelve and zero right now. He beat C.J. Vergara in his last fight. With an arm bar. I mean, he is amazing. He beat Carlos Candelario before that. Um, He is just, this guy is on a trajectory. I feel like he is a future champion. How they have him opening, I do not get this. But anyway, I'm taking Tatsuro Taira. I'm so excited to see him fight. I only have two cares on this whole card and he is the first.
3: Gentlemen. And I and I don't care.
1: Okay, but I'm gonna tell you, you did you did say that you cared the last time when you watched. Oh, this guy. did I? Yes, you. Okay, did. Th- th- all right. Okay, then I, I care. I care.
2: We've I mean, been to, actually, we've been mentioning this guy even in some of the fights we didn't care. We've been highlighting can't this can't guy for like a names. year now.
1: Yeah. Okay.
2: All right. he is names. such a high prospect, such a, a first class okay. prospect. Okay. Super okay. future all
1: champion right. on this guy, but you just can't remember their names. I know. I know. I'm with you Uh, on that.
2: (laughs) I'm thinking this is the first fight because, I mean, you know, the start time of this card, right? Right, right. really late so i'm wondering if they're starting putting him on first so the american audience can see him because most people are not going to stay up because the card is being made for it's being it's for korea it's being broadcast for korea I mean,
1: the entire card has so many names on it so you're going to understand why they're doing it but i mean tyra is the man and eugene you have said that he's an instant yes for
3: you so yes 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 i'm remembering now all right
1: Next up, Junyong Young Park versus Dennis Thulean and it's at 185. I don't care. I don't care. John?
2: Yeah, I'm going to be watching the Bellator main card on CBS earlier in the day. That's oh. my care
3: for the day.
1: All right. Next up, Ji Young Kim versus Mandy Bohm at Women's Flyweight. I don't care. I don't care. All right.
3: Don't care. Don't care.
1: Next up, Hyun Sung Park versus Sungu Choi. Don't care. I don't care. All right. Next up, Renya Nakamura versus Toshiomi Kazama. This is at Phantom Weight. Don't care.
3: I do not care.
1: And for all of you out there listening, we're probably going to be watching this. I know I will.
3: I'm mm. not. No. Uh, yeah, I won't.
1: Well, uh, if you want. that's, that's uh, yeah. because y'all don't cover it. But I will be watching because I will be covering. And I'll be watching, and I'm sure a lot of these fights are entertaining. But remember, <clears throat> we base a lot of this on would we recommend. I can't tell you that I would recommend any of these fights to anyone. Yep. Because yep, I don't yep. even recognize the names myself. All okay. Right. Next up, Zayi Yi versus Yong Zhong Yong Lee. Sorry if I'm mispronouncing. This is at Featherweight. I do not care. I don't care. All right. Next. Uh, oh,
2: go I'm ahead. Taking, I'm taking Bader.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <over> <laughs> I, mean, I want
2: Amelia Nico to win, but I'm t- oh, we're talking about the UFC. But I'm, I'm taking Bader over, uh, unfortunately, over million Nico. Sadly, sadly, that's my pick.
1: I'm taking Fedor. Anyway, um, <laughs> uh, Anshul Jubli versus Jacob Serra. Uh this is that lightweight, I don't care. I'm going to go care. out on a limb and say y'all don't either. All right, next up. Yusaku Kinoshita versus Adam Fugget. And <laughs> I don't care. Yusaku.
3: I don't suck. Yusaku.
2: Taking Johnny Eblin over uh
3: Anatoly Tokov.
1: <laughs> me too. On, on the CBS card. <laughs> me too. <laughs> All right.
3: Uh yeah, I don't care. And I don't care about the CBS cards since they threatened to sue me.
1: <laughs> All right. Next up. Now this is a name that Eugene's gonna go. Ooh, that's a dark star. But there's a reason he's a dark star. He's still young. He's a dark star because of conscription. But Do Ho Choi, Korean Superboy, coming back oh. against Kyle Nelson. Now, don't. I know you're gonna be tempted, Eugene, but don't be. The reason why is because before he left for conscription, he was on a three-fight losing streak.
3: I remember, but they they were were, were game fights. They
1: were. They very much were, and he he lost to some high-level guys. Uh, The guy he's coming back against is also on a considerable losing streak, so I'm thinking they set him up to fight Kyle Nelson because it's a soft touch, and they want Duho Choi to win. So if you guys want to care about this, I completely understand, but I'm not because I I am following John's relevancy scale, and this is not a relevant fight.
3: Yeah, yeah, I don't care.
1: John? No, don't care. All right. Next up, Darwin Young versus Devin Clark. This is the co main event. I cannot believe I am saying Darwin Young versus Devin Clark is a co main event. I don't care about this fight. It's mm. at 205. Who cares?
3: Yeah, I don't care. I just can't believe we
2: spent this much time on this card so far.
3: (laughs) (laughs) The the stakes are too high. The stakes are too high now. I can't care about the main either.
1: All right. I actually do care about the main. And that's where we're at. We are at the main event. The only reason why I care is because, one, it's relevant. And, two, Derek Lewis is not fighting in Texas. That means he's going to win. Plus, Sergey (laughs) Spivak, is his wins, yes, he's on a win streak, but his wins are over guys that don't really matter.
3: You know? yeah I don't think this fight is designed for him I think this fight is designed for Lewis
1: it's, it really is so yeah. I'm I'm actually going to care about this I really want to see Lewis get a win he's such a nice guy I, yeah. I like. plus him he's been
3: doing something else with his training that's different like, yeah. I've seen, uh, seen have you seen how him, slim yeah. he looks yeah. Yeah. he
1: looks great so I yeah. am picking Derek Lewis here and I hope he wins I'm excited not that I don't like Spivak it's just that I think Derek is, is primed to win here so Likewise. Let's go, Black Beast. How about you, John?
2: Uh, I got to go, Spivak. I just, I, I just, I'm not, you just been losing too much, to Lewis. You just never know when age and stuff catches up and the guy's career starts going the wrong way. So, but.
3: Uh, <laughs> I've heard people say the same thing about you.
1: Well, you know, we fought that when he was going to fight <laughs> Kyle Dalkhouse.
3: Okay, uh, okay. You see, you see how she just skated by that shot. I know. Quit, yeah. The two this shot I took at you. I know,
2: I'm <laughs> hoping that's, I'm hoping that's edited out of the show.
1: That's what I'm uh, no, I'm not editing it. I'm going to let that stay because I, I can't uh, let <laughs> let you guys do your thing. But um, <laughs> honestly, we thought that Derek Lewis was not going to take out Kyle Dulkhouse, and he certainly did. I mean, yep.
2: I'm gonna mixed feelings here because of, uh, of, uh, I'm, I'm not sold on. Uh, Spivak is not like I'm. I'm. He's not like Pavlovich, where you're like, he's no, a, no. a, mon- I- a monster. It's like he's, he's. Maybe I'll. Maybe I'll. Oh, you know what? You got you talk to me. I'm gonna go. Lewis.
1: All right. I mean, if you look at his. Winners, but I'm. I'm, I mean, I'm not lesser. gonna watch the fight
2: live. I'm watching the replay. I'm not staying up that late.
1: Oh, I'll be watching them.
2: How late is it?
1: It's. I believe it starts at. Um, let's see here. It starts at 10 p.m. Eastern, so that's going to be 8 p.m. for you guys. That's when the main car. Uh, the. Uh, oh my god! That's when. The, Pretty the, Yeah, the pre- main loose. car is like a
2: uh, midnight or 1 a.m. All
1: right, I'm, oh, I'm taking yeah, back I'm my comments. It. I will not be watching all of this. Yeah. Absolutely
3: yeah, yeah. not. I mean, I, I can't stay. I was falling asleep during during uh, John's segment today. I just couldn't. see do <laughs> <no way. laughs> <laughs> i couldn't i don't and i went to sleep at 11 last night well, I mean, that's no, the no. one, when it's... you start sundown
2: and like you do it you're,
1: it's, uh,
3: it's that's right i'm looking i'm looking for the golden pond that's uh i'm in that stage of my career
1: oh man all right eugene i'm gonna start with you this week what you got going on
3: uh let's see i got the show stomper i got uh i got look what you made me do and i didn't want to talk about it um uh, look what you made me do cuz it's just yeah uh, it's just the, you know this this american thing with the, the cops and the killing the innocent guy i just you know uh, And I got cops in the family and I got friends who are cops. And it's just I just don't want to get dragged back into it. But I had I had to go down that road. So I got that. Uh, I finally I have a publication date for the cover story that they're doing on me and Alter Magazine. And I think that comes up in March. So that's just my first notification of it. And then uh, we have our third uh uh Bad Boss Brief, not this week but the next week, so we're prepared for it this week and it's uh, you, you all have been a- incredibly appreciative, so thank you, those of you who have been listening uh, Hey, when are we going to been...
1: get the Dana White Bad Boss Brief?
3: Ah, uh, yeah do I don't know, can... I have a, se- a segment on the show called Fire Me and I think I touched on it in the first one, but I, I want to lean a little bit more heavily into it because Trent Reinsmith picked it up today on, on Bloody Elbow, which I like, it's like Okay, yeah. Nobody's talking about the the the, the yacht escape in Ibiza because he got hit by a car on his mm-hmm. bike. Come on, yeah. yep. you know it's like this has become the this has become the mo. You know, if the, if the storyline deviates, then it it disappears, right? So, all right. So you know the the, the bald one, ah, he didn't beat him, but maybe he did. We just you know like like Calvin and Hobbes. He says I'm gonna make believe things that may make me unhappy. I'm just gonna make believe they don't exist. And the tiger says, "What are you talking about?" And he goes, "Nice day, isn't it?" <laughs> what, what, he says, "What are you talking about?" That's a pretty shallow way to live. And then Calvin says, "Yeah, nice day, isn't it? Wonderful weather we're having." So that's oofsies mo at this point, and good. That's what that the, I, I will pay the similar similar attention to your fights.
2: I I I view the the UFC I think as I consider it the bed of nails theory. Of scandal. Oh. And remember in Trump, there'd be like scandal after scandal. People are like, why isn't Trump losing support because of all these scandals? Well, one scandal, if you step on one nail, it really hurts. But if you put a bunch of nails out, you can yeah. walk across it, <laughs> right? Yeah. And that's the better nail theory is that you have one scandal with UFC, Dana White, let's say, only. That would get all the attention. But there's one thing after another, after another, after another. It's like, well, we can't pay attention. To it just the scandal. So that people can mm-hmm. they can just skirt right over it. That's my theory. Yeah.
1: Yep. It's amazing though that they're they're intrinsically linked. I mean, you have Dana White slapping his wife and the slap league coming out with literally showing people getting brain damage in real yeah. time that we know is brain damage. This isn't yeah. like football where they have helmets to give you the the illusion that they're protecting you. This is the raw thing that we're watching and we don't know which one to focus on more now. You know?
3: It's hard. it's horrible. It's
1: it really horrible.
2: Uh, but the, then on top of it, you throw in a possible scandal with uh, Conor Connor McGregor. Exactly. You throw in comments by fighters on certain things. I mean every week there's something else happening to distract your attention, what's going on. Then there's, you know, and Ganwood leaving and few oh is the UFC paying their fighters enough. You know, you'd think they'd compound, but really they diffuse because they each they're viewed each as separately. Separate scandals. So
1: I mean, they, there's an antitrust lawsuit against them. There's, I mean, they're being investigated for for fight fixing. For fuck's sake, Jesus!
3: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So anyway, yeah, it's a, it's it's a red light. It's a red light district of sports. It
1: really? And,
2: I mean, that's what that's what I love. I mean, that's why I always love boxing. I like the sleaziness.
1: <laughs> but all, all right, we're getting a serious run for the money here. I mean, I I would say that. MMA has uprooted them as the sleaziest.
3: Yep, 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 yep.
1: So well, he,
2: I mean, we still... I was going
3: got... gonna... to... I was gonna say uh, nobody's been killed yet, but that's not true either. Yeah. Yeah, different, but we got
2: Kinahan in boxing still, yeah. you yeah. know, prime guy. And we have, we have, we have the same type of money connection. Boxing still really, really, really sleazy. But MMA gives it a run for its money. I mean, MMA also has like state money from warlords, like Kadirov, you know. I mean, boxing yeah, too, but yeah. more MMA, more so even than boxing. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's yeah. you know, it's it's yeah. all. They each have their own. Can we all just can Bach and MMA come together and just both agree that we both have very sleazy sports? Yeah, can yeah. we just get along on that front instead of arguing all the time? Let's yeah, get together yeah. and just appreciate how just crappy, sleazy
3: our two sports are.
1: Yeah. All right, Eugene. Now one one last thing. Where is your social media?
3: Uh, e- Eugene S. Robinson on the Twitter thing, Mister Sleep, the number three. Uh, on Instagram, and if you go to YouTube in the Eugene S. Robinson Showstopper and subscribe, you can find those places. And same with uh, Look What You Made Me Do on Substack, if you if you like reading.
1: Well, are we going to get some hot takes from you? Some short clips on TikTok?
3: Well, sorry, you were leading me to that. Yes, we are, <laughs> and I and I do want <laughs> I do one about one of my favorite figures, Earl. Uh, <laughs> or a sex call, Earl, uh, and I'm gonna put that up. I actually asked Jude to put it up on TikTok. It's a very funny end of the last bad boss brief. If you watched it,
1: and what's your TikTok? Uh,
3: uh I, Eugene I know.
1: doesn't know his TikTok. <laughs> so no,
3: if, if you if you look at if you look up angry angry life coach, you'll be able to find it.
1: And listen, Eugene has June who does all this wonderful work for him. She also is our podcast manager and she does tons of wonderful video work and Mm. work on our shows. So Mm. I am sure that being the amazing, wonderful girl that she is, she will probably put in the description what Eugene's TikTok is.
3: Oh yeah, yeah. that That's how I'll check. Yeah. It, it was because of somebody like June that I made it through high school.
1: Exactly. June is the girl that let that, uh, let everybody study with her and helped everybody with their math. That is no, 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 no,
3: no, no. That's I didn't have problems with that. It was the administrative stuff. They start telling you about how to fill out this form. And I'm like, oh, no. oh and I'm thinking For about me, something else. And I'd have to ask a guy named Mark Pishko in front of me. I go, hey, what do I write in the gray sections? And then he would say, he would say, what well, the teacher spent ten minutes saying in one second. I go, okay.
1: No, for I'm, me, uh, June is the one that would actually sit there and hold my hand and teach me my fractions.
2: I, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, I'm just picking the answers up to June's paper as
1: she's writing. <laughs> I'm just
3: over,
2: that's all.
1: See,
3: I used to call that the, the roving eye technique.
1: John over here taking the short route again. <laughs>
3: All right. The short, the short bus to the short route.
1: <laughs> All right, so oh, John,
3: how do you like that?
2: I just
1: out of
3: the out
2: of the park, cross what? the line, just cross. Where's our HR department? Though? They're gonna cancel me,
1: John. What what mm-hmm. is your social media? What can we expect from you?
2: Well, nothing. my social media, yeah, really nothing. I'm, it's, I'm on Twitter <laughs> at Hey Not the Face, but this is a it's a it's a bye week for me because last week I had a new Hey Not the Face and, and Show Money. I won't have a new Hey Not the Face podcast next week. I'm not. I don't believe I'm on if the shoe fits this week, so I'm on again next week. Oh, so I'm, no. I'm off this week. And article wise, I had some ideas for articles, but if people might have heard, there's something going on with Bloody Elbow. So I'm holding off articles because I have no clue how they're going to pay me right now, Vox. So, yeah. so that, that's where <laughs> I sit right now. So I'm not, <laughs> I'm not giving Vox free work. So I'm waiting <laughs> to see what
3: the uh, what the <laughs> word is. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're going to pay you in beans, like Jack. <laughs>
1: yeah. All right.
3: well, all, I mean that they're magic beans. Yes, yeah, so. they're ma- They're magic, man.
1: For for those out there that are are worried, listen. We are looking at running Bloody Elbow independently, and Vox is actually being very cool with us, and will be helping us to do that in the beginning.
3: Right. Like, 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 you know how like United Airlines was taken over by the employees, and then it got re- so it became such a good airline after that. That's what we're gonna do.
1: <laughs> we're hoping to, right? We're,
3: we're gonna take over Bloody Elbow and move back into Fuck Words.
1: <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> and, and on that fine note, we're gonna wrap up the show. <laughs> so until next time, please stay safe and don't listen to this guy. <laughs>
0: the Level Change Podcast The MMA Vivis section The 6th Round Post-Fight Show 6th Round Retro The MMA Depressed Us Crooklyn's Corner Exclusive Fighter Interviews Show Money Guest podcasts, The Hey Not The Face Podcast And Radio Style Play-By-Play For every UFC pay-per-view Be sure to follow us on Twitter At Bloody Elbow, Facebook at facebook.com slash bloody elbow blog and as always on bloodyelbow.com